Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I am athlete tonight. We're sitting with one of the greatest, not only uh, defenders in the National Football League, but players in the National Football League. 17 seasons. That's a lot of football. (laughs) 11 Pro Bowl years, too. 11 Pro Bowls. And then inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2009, legend Rod Woodson. I appreciate it, man. Head coach as well, too. Head coach as well. Head coach. Of an XFL franchise that's uh, building new, building a building. What's it like to be part of an upstart, even though it's been here before? 3.0. XFL 3.0. This is the, the... this is the one that's going to stick. Third time is a charm. <laughs> okay. I hope it's a charm. I was hoping it's a charm. But it's really a it's a great opportunity. And, you know, if, if you ever coached in anything, be it Little League, you always want to be the head guy, right? You always want to be that dude, like the head coach. Right, it doesn't right. really matter. You, you might not say it out loud, but you kind of want to be that dude. <laughs> and then when I was given the opportunity back in the last September, you know, they came out and we were talking to the higher-ups. Uh, they said they were going to bring it back, and I'm like, you know, in a perfect world, this is a perfect setting because I can work with the XFL, still do, still have my own foundation, which is Hope Through Football, um, and really give back to these young guys because right. really it's about them. I mean, I've lived my life, man. I mean, that's, I don't need to do a whole bunch of more, but giving these guys opportunity. And everybody I have on my coaching staff, I got to bring my own coaching staff together. Uh, you know, my coaching staff, we got rules, and one rule is don't be an a-hole. Second rule is care about the players. Mm. And and that's what we're going to do. We're going to not be a-holes to each other, to the players, but we're going to care about the players more than being an athlete. That was that was one of the questions I had for you. How do you put together a staff at, at, this, at this stage? I mean, it's, you know, I got some old heads who just know ball. You know the foundation of football, how to, to to get to get it out of the guys who've been around for a while. Yep, yep. So I got Bob Wiley, you know, uh, you know, I got uh, Ray Sherman. Oh, love him. You know, I've known Ray since I've been seventeen years old. He really? was at Purdue, and I went before I got there. So he was one of the reasons I went to Purdue. Wow. You know, he was just a good dude. Um, should have been a head coach. Should have been a head coach, having those opportunities. But the staff I put together is kind of a really good blend of older guys and younger guys. I got a female on my staff you go. as my linebacker coach. Uh, I got a foreigner. I got a guy, a, a Franco, who lives in the U.K. but was born in Mexico. He's our quality control guy. 
So I got a good blend of individuals together, but they all care about football. Right. And they all care about the players. And that's the end of the day. I want guys who can work together, who don't have egos, who can put that stuff aside and care about the players. Right. And at the end, I think we did that. I think I did a good job of putting those guys together. And it's going to be fun. I mean, we're excited about it. Yeah. So, you know, football, coaching, highest level, television, and now XFL, right? Like you said, you know, it's about the guys now. You've had a lot of experiences in a lot of different uh, spaces. My question for you is, did you recruit the XFL or did they recruit you? They recruited me. I didn't even know they were coming back. Really? And then um, I get a text um, from one of the higher ups. Why are you saying higher ups? Because well, yeah, I don't want to put names. I don't want to put names. Well, you mean The Rock? No, I didn't know Dwayne like that. You know? Have you but met him yet? I met Dwayne. Yes, I met Dwayne. Is I he met Dwayne and and Danny Garcia, his ex wife. The you know, but who are owners? And then I have not met the head of Redbird Capital, Jerry. I have not met him yet. Right. Um, but, you know, meeting those individuals, meeting, you know, I got a, I got a text from Doug Whaley, who's a part of the personnel with the XFL. And Doug is an old school guy from Pittsburgh. Was in, what's, what, he's with the Steelers when I was there as a You're player. Right. And when he texts me, I'm like, I mean, what does Doug want, man? Like, I mean, Doug ain't texting me in a minute. Right. You know, so what does he want? And I called him and he was like, hey, man, we, you know, we're doing this. You know, we're part of the XFL. It's coming back. And I'm like, what? It's coming back? And then he's like, yeah, we want to come out and fly out to Vegas and talk to you. So him, uh, Mark, uh, Mark Ross, um, and Russ Brandon all came out. So some of the higher-ups that came out for the, that side. And I'm like, you know, asked a couple questions. And I said, you know, listen, in a perfect world, this is a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity for me to still coach because that's what I love. I love ball. I love coaching to the grassroots level. Uh, giving back that was given to me from all of my really good coaches that I've been around, right. my old school head football players that I've been around who kind of taught me how to be not just a football player but be a man, right? how to be a true man. And um, I was like, yeah. And then, But in the back of my mind, I was still like, yeah, yeah, I said, yeah, but is this thing really going to work? And um, like it's not going to work until I get a contract. I know right. that. And then a couple months later, I got a contract. Um, signed the contract and, you know, got to have the opportunity to start getting my, my own personnel guys and all my own people to come in who kind of think like I do in that aspect. And I think, like I said, I think I got a good staff, but it was one of those guys that they called me and I'm glad they did. You know, God works in mysterious ways, man. He, you know, he, he puts people together when he wants, when he knows it's your time. Right. You know, maybe – I'm more mature now than I've ever been in my life. Right. And they gave me this opportunity. We're here talking with Rod Woodson, Hall of Famer. And, and it's funny that I can mention Hall of Famer because now that you're in, you can hold the standard like Dion did. I don't know if you've heard his recent comments where he said that the Hall <laughs> oh, of Fame, right. <laughs> is, it seems to be getting a little bit watered down where everybody's getting in now. What, what is your perspective on, on, on Dion's comments? Yeah, I don't like to disparage guys who got in, you know, but I will say this. When I came in, and football has been played for over 100 years now. So when I came in in 2009, I was the 253rd individual who was, who was inducted into the Hall of Fame. But in, since, since my time frame of being in, 
from 09 to 22, there's been 135 more guys, 140 more guys mm -hmm. been put in. It's a lot of guys, man. Right. So in a way, um, you know, think about, you know, we had the, the century mark. I think it was a century team, team or something yeah. like that with 20 guys. Um, is 20 guys really – because it's really supposed to be the best of the best of the best of the best who ever played. And when they mention your – when they talk about generations, they have to say your name inside of that sentence. That's a Hall of Famer. There's been a lot of great players who played a long time that – I mean, I think of some of the guys who are in now, I think a lot of guys can now be, be in the Hall of Fame. So I understand what Dion's saying. I'm just not a person to disparage of what they are. I mean, at the end of the day, if we were voters – then we can really say our mark, right? Right. I can. I can say no. Why are you not voters though? That, this this is a that's process that doesn't question. make that's, any sense to th me. That's something that you would have to take with the Hall of Fame. Uh, remember, the Hall of Fame is, has nothing to do with the National Football League. Yeah, it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So they have their individual way of doing it, and they've been doing it for so long, and they can't get away from it. No, why can't they? Yeah, they. Well, I mean, they could. But they can't because there's, they like the structure that has been there for so long. And I'm not a real fan of it. I think we do have two voters, but both those voters, I think, I think James Lofton's one. I think Dan Fouts is one. Okay. Uh, but they, they're, they're part of the media now. Right. So they see him as a, a ex-player, but media too. Right. But do you feel it's fair that the media serves as the gatekeepers for no. what are the legends of the game? I do not. I do not. I, like, I believe Art Modell should be in the Hall of Fame. Our mm -hmm. model was the only owner that was a part of the merger of the AFL and, uh, and the NFL that's not in the Hall of Fame. And the only reason he's not in the Hall of Fame is because he moved his team. Mm -hmm. Everybody moves their team. Right, right, right. And there's one guy who has a lot of sway in that room who's keeping him out, which I think is just absolutely ridiculous. Who's that guy? Um, I can't remember the gentleman's you know name. No, I, no I, I really don't. I don't remember the gentleman. I do have it written down Trying on my to phone. Trying to get Rob Woodson to be messy. <laughs> I, I have it in my phone, but I don't have it. When I see him. Can we get Rob Woodson's phone, please? Yeah, when, I, when, I see, when I see him in person, right. oh, I'm going to call him out. Really? I'm going to call him out. But I've said I, it, I said it in my speech that our model belongs there. Right, right. You know, um, people boo me, and I'm like, hey, you know what? The truth don't always feel good. Right. Let's get on to some of the current players of today's game. You were one of the elite defensive backs in the NFL. Who is your top five defensive Ooh. back today? I, I hate rating guys. Man. Oh, <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have you to rate them one through five. I'm gonna get social media right. <laughs> That's right. Um, but you're tough. You I mean you played in Pittsburgh? You know I'm from Pittsburgh. You know we're tough there, so you can handle it. Uh, Yo, I, I, yeah, I can take, I mean, the truth does hurt sometimes. It stings, right? It, stings. <laughs> it doesn't always feel good. I tell my kids that all the time. Um, some of the really good ones, and I'm not putting them in order. All right, so we have, let's go with, let's go with f first corner, Buffalo, White. I thought he was tremendous. I know he was hurt last year, um, but he's a nice little player. He's a nice – I didn't think he was going to be that good, to be honest. Right, right. And, you know, because speed doesn't always equate to being really good in the, sure. in the pros. But he just became a really good corner outside of his pure speed. Good fundamentals, good transition, right. good eyes, always in good position at the receiver to interception rate. All that stuff, I mean, it's just – you know, he, he's one of those guys. Um, let me see – 
Uh, I always like Big Play Slay. You know, that, that's my that's Darius been my Slay. dude. Yeah. Darius wow. Slay. Darius yeah. Slay's been my dude for a while. Uh, you know, a uh, guy that's really humble. A lot of guys didn't think he was going to be a great player when he came out. But just one of those guys that has just been there and done it for quite a long time. So you, you have to love that. What's my man? I'm losing his name. What's my man up there with the Rams? Uh, um, Jalen. 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 You forgot Jaylen. his name? I, no, he, that's I, mean, gonna I, be- I know Jalen. I mean, I just couldn't remember his name on top of my head. But Jalen. Jalen's a, play, a player at, at Florida State. I just want to say thank you for giving us a headline. <laughs> and it's right, right. bulletin board material. <laughs> you know, Jake be like, what? The disrespect. <laughs> hey, hey. No, but I I've loved Jalen since he was at Florida State when I graded him when he was right. when coming out. Um, one of those players, just man, he's so talented that he makes plays. Just off pure, pure talent, he makes plays. So I love Jalen. I love uh James safety with the Chargers. Man, that dude, that dude the real deal. He's real and I hope deal. He, I hope he stays healthy. Right, because when he's healthy, he's a he's he's a difference maker for their football. Darwin James, Darwin yeah. James. I mean, Darwin is just he was like that in college. You know, he came out, he's been banged up a little bit, so we've never really seen like the. Even though he's been a Pro Bowler, I don't think we've ever seen like the best version of him. Right, because he hasn't been healthy for extended period. That's so right. I think if he's healthy this year and stays healthy, man, a dude is a he a real dude. Right. I, I I I he's first of all he's a great player. Mm-hmm. He's a really good person, right? He's a, and that's hard to find. Some the combination of right, the two right. is really hard to find. Um, Try to think. So I was four. Let me think of my last one. You know, Lattimore down in uh, with the Saints. Lattimore mm. and 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 it's that. The last one is kind of between Lattimore and Minka, right? Fitzpatrick with the, with right. the Steelers, right? The safety. Uh, I don't think Mika had his best season last year, and I would think if he's grading himself really hard, he would say the same thing. Same thing with Lattimore. Two different positions, though, right? Yes. You got a free safety who's in the middle of the field, and you got a guy that's playing on the island. I think they have different skill sets, um, but I like both those guys. I, you know, I, what I love about Mika is that he came in. When he came in to Pittsburgh, he kind of changed the mindset again on the defensive side because so, for so many years since Troy has retired mm-hmm. – there was nobody back there making plays on the ball. That's right. That's right. And he started making plays on the ball, and the rest of the guys said, right "Oh, away. we could do that. Yeah, that's legal. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's go do that." And he and he really changed the culture again on the back end, where Lattimore is just one of those guys, just pure dog outside. That's right. That's, that's right. going to take the best receiver man to man and play him down the field. It's, it's interesting that you say that because Asante Samuels, which we had on I Am Athlete, he 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 sparked up this mm. big debate about. Do you prefer a cornerback or a defensive back who gets the ball, or you do prefer the guy who shadows somebody and locks them down? I who has both. more value? I want both. Can we get both? No. So, like, so basically, let, let's let's highlight it, right? You know, yourself, Dion, even Zont, y'all turned the ball over, right? And then you look at Jalen. He mentioned Jalen. He mentioned uh, uh, Darrell Revis. Revis. It's like yeah. the standard to get in the Hall of Fame is turn the ball over, pick the ball. Get the rock. Right. You know, the really good the Hall of Famers did both. Yes. They shadowed. They should. They shadowed and they got the rock. Mm-hmm. Right. So the mindset of a player, you really want a guy that when the ball's in the air, like it, when the ball when the ball was in the air, when they was throwing, I'm covering a guy, the ball's in the air, that's my rock. Mm-hmm. I know he threw it to the receiver. That's mine, though. 
and I'm going to set them up as such. You know, so I always tell guys like, if you do one thing and you only do one thing when you're doing one thing, they know you only do one thing. They right. know it. Right, right, right. So if you only press when you play man, that's to the offensive advantage. Right. But now if you press, press bail, press bail, stop and cover two, play cover two from eight yards off. Yeah. So, but now, now you got to have coaches who allow you to do things like that, which I was really blessed to do have when I was in Baltimore, or excuse me, in, in, in Pittsburgh, that they allow you to do those type of things. But then you create. Now I can say, okay. And, you know, I really was a safety who transitioned the corner mm. when I got to the pros. When I ran my 40 at the combine, they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to run. You're going to play corner. But then when I got to p- move back to safety my last five years, I think I had like 27, 28, 30 interceptions in my five, last five years. Easy. Was it easy? It was easier. But then again, it was easier because I knew what the backer was doing, what the D-line should do, where the corner is going to be. But then I can mess with – that quarterback, instead of being in the middle of the field, I'm going to modify my post, and I'm going to be on the backside hash looking at number three. Right. And then, you know, if number three is going to run a seam, he doesn't run a straight seam. He always runs a seam away from the other safety. Right. Because there's safety on the other side. So he's going to bend it back toward me anyway. So you got you play those little games and understanding what the quarterback is going to do, and that's how you get the rock. Right. And, they, and, and as Tony Dungy told, used to tell me my rookie year, if you catch the ones that come to you, you lead the league. Right. So, so who was the best at it? You, Ed Reed, Paula Malu, and who? Do, yeah. am, we, am I missing anyone? You, you got no, some of the younger I think, ones. You I got. think I think the pure, the younger guys. I don't think any of those guys are going to be having as many interceptions as we've had. If you look at where they're at right now in mm-hmm. their careers, and how many interceptions they have right now, they would have to get a boatload of interceptions. Right, right, the right. last five or six or seven years that they're right. going to be in the league right. to get to the point where we're at. What Ed has done from throughout, same thing kind of like what I have done throughout, and even Troy, is that you just kind of see the game as a, in a different way. And you got to have filters. Right. Because coaches can make – they can take away your natural ability. Oh, my goodness. Right? They can. They, they can they, you ain't going to do that you, as a, I can – you, you got to be in the middle of the field. You can't leave until the long right. arm. Long arm? Like, <laughs> I can't run no football. Right. So if you do that – you know, if you if you have those filters where you hear the coach, but in your head you're shaking, yeah, but in your head you're saying, no, nah, I ain't doing that. You know, the part of coaching that I, I really struggle with is when they see an elite player, someone like you and Ed or you know, a receiver, Jerry, a Jerry Rice, whatever, and you, you have a feel for the game, mm-hmm. and they try to start teaching that. Oh, you see how he did that? Let me teach you how he did that. No, that's just yeah, natural. That's, that's a natural. feel. You can't teach that. Yeah, you, They start putting drills in place. It's it's just the great thing uh, t- to me. Coaching is about teaching the guys the fundamentals of the game, but break making the game simple, like breaking the breaking your your fractions down to a prime number, right? I mean, that to me that is wasn't like making simple those. at all. Yeah, was <laughs> <easy breaking>. <laughs> <laughs> what? But make but make today, prime but, number. But you really, I mean, you're trying to break that down, right? So you, what you're trying you're trying to make the game like a guy who taught me the game by reading, like understanding defenses or offenses is a guy named Rod Russ. He asked me how many formations can an offense get into. Mm-hmm. It's my third year in the league. I was like, oh, freaking coach. 500? I don't know. <laughs> he was like, how, how many eligible receivers? I said, five. They can get in five formations. I was like, what? He was like, yeah. They can get in pro, right? You got two receivers, one receiver, mm-hmm. two back, which mm-hmm. nobody runs anymore. Mm-hmm. 
right? They can get in slot. So back in the day, everybody would get in slot and put the speed on one side. And then when you did that, you always had a dual number or did something different on the speed side. When they're in one back, there was only two formations, two by two or three by one. They can't mm -hmm. be in anything else, mm -hmm. right? Irrelevant of the personnel groupings and empty. And he said what offenses do is they'll put different personnel groupings in, move different pieces around, stop at a certain place, be it a condensed or wide, and they only run so many plays out of that. And we were going through film. It was me and him in the room for like four or five weeks. And like week four, cling, that green light clicked on. I was like, oh, you got this all they do? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's all they do, Rod. Right. He said, all you got to do is believe it when you see it. I said, oh, I don't got a problem with that one right there. I'm going to go try to get that thing. Wow. And it just clicked in. And I see, I see the game through pure formations, irrelevant to the personnel groupings. So if... If I was playing you and it was a three by one and every time it was a three by one, you ran a hitch because they ran a certain thing in that situation, you better not run that hitch. You, you know it. I'm coming to get that. Now, if you double move me, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've been got. Right. I've been got. <laughs> but as Dick right. LeBeau would say, the bear going to get you. Right. You get the bear. As long as you get the bear long, more than he gets you, you playing good football. Right. My my last question I have for you, who who was the bear when it came to the wide receiver position? Oh, man. Who was your bear? I, you know, I mean, you know. Or bears. I, I say there's two guys when I played that gave me issues. Webster Slaughter mm -hmm. from the Cleveland Browns because he was 5'10-ish, 5'11", really quick, and create separation off the break. And then Andre came in. Mm -hmm. And Andre was that slot receiver in that K-gun. And, you know, Andre's a, he was a big, big slot he's receiver. He's a big slot. And he was bigger than the normal guys that was in the slot. So I would, you know, I would get my hands on them little dudes. Like, you ain't going nowhere. And I, right. I remember first time coming up to Andre, I like hit him and he slapped my hand down. And I was like, oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta change my game plan with this one. Yeah, I, right. I just gotta run with this dude. Yeah. I can't try to be physical with him because he's gonna be physical back. Right. So those two guys, you know, the guys I had to play like almost every single year mm -hmm. made me really think about how I was gonna play them. Right. It's good. It's good. Thank you. We appreciate your time. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, you go. Good luck to you man, building man, the team. Man, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. Thank Are you. you doing some good things down here? Thank you. Appreciate proud of you, man. Let's go. I am athlete tonight. 17 seasons. Jalen, I love you, though. <laughs> Headline. <laughs> Headline. <laughs> <laughs> you, Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts dad will love up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make dad's day with gifts up to 60% off. Hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows, new movies, and all new seasons of your faves. Don't miss FX's Clipped, the story of one NBA team's racial reckoning, starring Lawrence Fishburne. Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari, starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career, so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu. I Am Athlete Tonight presents Countdown to Kickoff. 
Welcome back to I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lijay Dusbo, with my squad, Auntie Chantel and LaShawn Shady McCoy. Shout out to the NFL on Sirius XM Radio for that clip of Cooper Cup's touchdown reception, game-winning touchdown reception in the Super Bowl for Matt Stafford. And that was also Sean McVay talking about the confidence the Rams have this year, how they won't be distracted, courtesy of Sirius XM training camp tour. And it's time for our countdown to kickoff segment now. And our countdown to kickoff segment, we really hone in, lock in on one team as we look forward to the opening kickoff in the 2022 NFL season. And the first game of the season happens to be the Buffalo Bills versus the Los Angeles Rams kicking off next Thursday. The team that we're talking about today is the Super Bowl champs, the Los Angeles Rams. You heard Sean McVay. He's their head coach, one of the best coaches in the game. Matt Stafford, man, you know, for a long time, must malign with the Detroit Lions, um, you know, the talent that he had. It wasn't seen by the nation. Well, he goes to La La Land and in his first year wins the Super Bowl, threw for over 4,800 yards, 41 touchdowns and 17 interceptions. Cooper Cup was a triple crown winner last year at the receiver position, right? Led the league in receptions, 145 uh, and yards, receiving over 1,900 yards and receiving touchdowns with 16. Odell Beckham was there last year. He ended up getting hurt, turns ACL in the Super Bowl. So in free agency, the Rams brought in Allen Robinson, a Pro Bowl receiver. He should really help, you know, uh, Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup as well on the offensive side. Van Jefferson is a young receiver they took, I believe, in the second round a few years ago. Uh, he had surgery in camp, may not be ready for week one. We'll see what his status is. Tyler Higby is a really good tight end. They really like him in the red zone. Cam Akers came back from a torn Achilles last year, right? Gave the offense some juice, right? The physicality aspect of the offense played really well. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I know he's been banged up in camp a little bit, but I'm looking forward to seeing him a whole season with the Sean McVay offense. The offensive line, right? They lost Andrew Whitworth, who has been a pro bowler at left tackle. Um, you know, there's been rumors that he could potentially come back, not for the Rams, but the Cowboys. Um, you know, because they lost their left tackle and Tyron Smith. Rob Havenstein is a really good right tackle. And and uh, Joe Noteboom, who replaced Andrew Whitworth, is a really good left tackle for them. They paid him this offseason. Brian Allen is a pretty good center. Shady McCoy, do the Rams have what it takes to repeat as Super Bowl champions this year? I'm not sure about Super Bowl champs. You know, I just think this is getting a, a chance to get there. Right, it's like a it's like playoffs. Getting the playoffs gets a good seating, and then once you get there, who knows what can happen. Um, I mean, they got the pieces, right? They added some good pieces. They lost some, but they gained some. I think Allen Robinson is going to be a great pickup for them. Yeah. Um, you know, so you you, you never know. But then you lose Von Miller, right? You yeah, talk about we're, we're talking about him. the defense so, in a little bit, yeah. So you, you we'll see. It's a, it's a tough one. I think that they will has a, a high seating in the playoffs. So. They'll do good this year. I'm not sure if they'll repeat. Yeah, we're talking about that, Matt That's Stafford. hard to do. Yeah, Matt Stafford, and I said it in the intro when we're doing this segment. You know, much maligned in Detroit, right? Um, always threw for a ton of yards. Uh, I don't even believe had a playoff win in Detroit. Comes to the Rams, and then when year one wins the Super Bowl, can Matt Stafford potentially take another step this year and reach a whole nother level at the quarterback position? Shady? Oh, you asking me? I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, my um, bad. yeah. I think I think hey, Matt Stafford can do well. I like, listen, listen. When he came there last year, I was happy for him because yeah. I knew the, the type of potential he really has. It just needs a team. Um, you know, come on, who wins in, at with the Detroit Lions? It's been a <laughs> terrible culture for years. So he got out of there. He, he got with McVay. 
they got to the Rams, man, they've been winning since. I think he has a shot. I think he'll be super good this year. Very a lot of talent, you know, and he has a chip on the shoulder. Like I won a championship, and y'all still try to knock me. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. And he got Cooper Cup. I mean, let's yeah. not forget that. Now, hundred percent. Again, triple crown winner last year. Auntie, I talked about Odell Beckham. You know, being hurt. Um, he's still a free agent currently right now. There's, you know, Sean McVay has been vocal about wanting to bring him back. Um, should the Rams pursue him and bring him back? Auntie. I would. Yeah. I would. You know, this isn't. He 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 looked totally different in a Rams uniform than when he played for the Browns. Like he just his swag was a little different. Even. Odell Beckham, one of the cockiest players in the league. His swag was a little bit off in, in Cleveland, but everybody's swag is off in Cleveland. But, <laughs> you know, if Allen Robinson, I think, is a great pickup. You know, they – I hate to say it, you know, with T.J. Watt on my favorite squad, but, you know, Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in the league. And then you yeah. you can't forget, yeah, you lost Von Miller, but you brought back – I mean, you brought in Bobby Wagner. Yeah, and we're going to so, talk about the defense you know, for sure, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think, you know, what it, what, I, what it comes down to me, dudes, you know, being the first team, what, the Patriots were the last to repeat 20 Correct. years ago, back in 2003, um, and the only team ever to do it twice was the Steelers. And if you look at that Steelers team, if you look at the, the Bills team, I mean the um, Belichick team, it was always great leaders. And so they had great leadership. And so yeah, I think it's going to depend on, on Matthew Stafford. We're talking about offense and, and coach McVay, you know, if they can extend the kind of leadership that, that this team needs, because there's a lot more pressure repeating, right. than it is yeah. uh, winning that first one. And, and it's hard enough getting to that first one. And yeah, so you know, I think it's going to come down that. to that, but they, <laughs> you know, uh, Odell Beckham wouldn't hurt, yeah, you know, 100%. wouldn't hurt the Rams. So I think you go get him. This is well, I got one question, though. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Shady. Do your IMF athlete thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, and I'll, I'll reset okay. after. Hey, honestly, real quick. Who do you think is better, though? I'm just asking. Go ahead. Allen Robinson or Dale Beckham? Just curious of your thoughts. Ooh. Who do you think is better? Ooh. I like Odell. No, you like him I, like, like he's better, or you like him <laughs> just... Yeah, I think he's. I think he's. I think Odell's a better player. Allen Robinson is real, bro. He, he is, but you know what? I, I think I don't think it's close. Is, it's subjective, you know. I think it's it's Odell's been doing it for so long. Um, you know, Allen's gonna be a great. A Rob oh. been doing it for a while too, though. Allen's wait, gonna be and, a great. And he's been doing it with a, with, a, with a bad quarterback. Bad hey, quarterback. Like, Shady, like, weren't they in the same draft class? He ain't Shady. been with. That's with, my ass, Shady. Shady. Stop Yo. Odell Beckham Jr. Like, just Thank stop. you. <laughs> Shady, I'm not trying. Try. Is that, is that, is that the boss man? Think, oh, yo, Odell's good, but like, Allen Robinson, so I'm just saying, if Allen Robinson was there, right, and then they signed Odell Beckham, who's the number, well, they, okay, who's the number two? It ain't I, no, I think it's, I, I think it's Allen Robinson, to be honest. E- easy, Allen, Allen Robinson. That's not how modern football works, guys. It's not oh, like that. Man. Back in the day, what? when you first got in the league, yeah, here's the number one, here's the number two. Obviously, uh, the bulk. Right, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Uh, he's not. He's not first. He's not on his set today. I don't want to hear this. This, this taught us like like we don't know football. Like what are you talking about? There's not a number ones, number twos now nowadays. Can I explain? Can I explain? This what is what talking I'm, about. What I'm saying is this: now to make a really good team, you got to have three pass catchers. And now it's not about like back okay at tos and other world. Even I'll put myself in there. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Me 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 me. Right. right. Now it's look. I'm dropping back. 
and I'm going through my progressions. So yes, Cooper Cup, I'm coming. It's to not like that. The same it's not like that. I got it. It's not like that. Three options. That's that not I true. Yes, it is. Look, Brandon, Brandon, it's not true. Brandon, Brandon, I'm on your team. Look, at the end of the day, last year I brought up, you know, you got to bring up the stats. Odell Beckham, more receptions, more yards, more yards per reception. He was playing with Justin more, Fields. That longer, ain't fair, Auntie. And, at, at the end of the day, longest reception, that don't matter who it's with, and 20-plus yards and more touchdowns, period. Like, it's this, on the stats and, and, don't lie. I don't care who this man wait, Allen Robinson wait, was going over a thousand with Blake Bortles and and Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, but and auntie, and auntie at quarterback throwing to who else were they? Well, they, if I was at quarterback, he'd get about fifteen touchdowns. Don't don't sleep on Auntie's arm, Shady. Well, auntie, let um, me be clear here. Let me be clear here. I'm not picking. I'm not saying you know Allen Robinson is better. Or Odell Beckham's better because uh, Shady's right. And like Allen Robinson is that guy. He go is. Back his Duval days when he's playing for the Jaguars, like he was low key pushing to be top 10 wide receiver. But again, system uh, play callers, all of that quarterbacks, mm. he didn't just, he didn't have it. Right. And then it, like dude said, he was in Chicago. He, he was hiding in Chicago. They, I don't know what they was thinking, not really getting, getting <laughs> him the ball. He is that guy. So I don't, I, I don't right, want to sleep on Allen Roberts. Are you sleeping? I just, on, I just, I, listen, I think Odell Beckham is a good player. Don't get me wrong. I, I just think that Allen Robinson, I, I think at right now he's better, right? And then, f- real quick, Cooper Cup is a number one. He's going to get the ball. I don't know what Brandon's <laughs> talking about. All this Boy had 145 receptions. Yeah, like, what's he talking? Like, I got, listen. <laughs> what I said, you, you, real quick. Be over no, 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 no. Let me tell you something, brother, right? <laughs> Guys like Cooper Cup is a number one. He's going to demand the ball. But uh, that, Guys but that like Devontae case, Adams. But, but, but no, but he's, he's saying he's saying now. number one last year, right? Wasn't he the number one? Well, he was. No, nah, they didn't even try two. to give him the ball last year. But he was still well, the number one. I mean, one. Justin Fields is like number two. He was a rookie. And, and still had better yards. Look, at the end of the day, look, we can agree to disagree. It's okay. It's it's okay. It's, it's <laughs> that is okay. Thank you for showing up, Brandon. Uh, now you can go. <laughs> yeah, he definitely get out of there because he's right. he be wrong so much, and then he talks like all calm and like. Oh, slow. L- listen, yeah, guys. Like, listen. Like, I don't want to hear none of that, <laughs> like, man. Like, I'm not saying somebody's right or somebody's Who's the number wrong. one receiver for the Steelers? Auntie knows. Ooh, Deontay Johnson. Right. Deontay Johnson. It's not yeah. Yeah. He's going to get the ball. But, but, Auntie, Shady, dudes, that's not what I was saying. I'm not saying that there isn't a number one, but what I'm basically the best offense, right, of, approach nowadays is having three guys that can get the ball and be the number one any given Sunday. Right, so of course Cooper. Oh, that's what I mean. Or Brandon. I mean, like when you talk, whoever's going to play good that game, we'll take that. Yeah, like the tight end's going to do the best that game, we'll take that. Like if the running back is the the second backup, if the Cowboys Pollard's doing better than Zeke, we're going to feed him more. Like so, I I don't get what you're trying to say. Whoever's a hot hand, I would go with. Taking you into the psyche of a wide receiver back then, it was like, no, I'm the number one. I'm the number two. You know, I need to get the ball. Well, when when you was the number two against Eric Decker, how did that work out? Oh, God. Damn. Oh, my God. I'm pushing this conversation forward. This is I Am Athlete tonight. I'm your host, Shay Doosbull, with my squad, LaShawn Shady McCoy, Auntie Chantel, and the boss man, Brandon Marshall. We talked about the Rams' offense. Now let's talk about the defense. They have the best player in the NFL, right? D-Tackle and Aaron Donald. Ashawn Robinson is really good against the run. He's a beast against the run. They lost Von Miller. We talked about that, LaShawn Shady McCoy, and I think that was a massive loss for them. Leonard Floyd is a really good, you know, outside linebacker that can get to the quarterback, but replacing Von Miller is, is going to be tough. 
they did add Bobby Wagner in the middle. Now that's that's a big upgrade for them as far as a quarterback of the defense, a guy that's you know been a perennial Pro Bowler year in and year out. Ernest Jones is a really good young linebacker. He'll be next to Bobby Wagner, uh, one of the best corners in Jalen Ramsey. Um, Nick Scott and Taylor Rapp make a really good combination at the safety position, and also Troy Hill is a solid corner. Lashawn Shady McCoy. What was what what will have a bigger impact? The addition of Bobby Wagner or the loss of Von Miller? I think Bobby Wagner, right? I, I think a team that that um that the Rams struggle against for for last what two, three years is San Fran. Um, <laughs> what do San Fran? What do they do? Run that pill. Oh. They run that pill. So mm. now, right, you, you you get rid of the edge rusher that wants to get sacks all day, and you go get your Bobby Wagner. What's he do? He plugs that middle. He stops that run. So I, I, I like that addition to the team. I think that that's a great pickup because, you know, football is all about your division, your divisional games. You see them twice twice yeah. a year. That's what you draft for, right? You pitch your team around the, the guys in your division. So I like that move. I truly do. Quick question because we've had this debate, Shady, and, you know, people have – Given Jalen Ramsey the number one corner spot in the league, I don't have him as my number one guy. Do you believe he's the best corner in the league? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who, who's your number one? X Man. What? Then, then Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Come Howard. On. Yeah, he's nice, but he ain't he ain't Jalen Ramsey. They asked this dude to take the, away the number one guy week in and week out. The year after the the year after my guy Steph Gilmore won Defensive Player of the Year. He should have wanted that that following year. I think he had nine or ten picks playing against the number one receiver week in and week out. Uh, Rod Woodson, we just heard the interview, right? He wants a guy that can do both. Well, he can do both. He can take the ball away from you, and he's going to take away the best receiver. Jalen Ramsey, they move him around in that Rams defense. You watch film like me. right? He's not they, always taking the number one guy but why, away. But why they, why they moving around? They move around like to get more. Okay, so last year, right? See, I do my homework. So last year they yeah. talked about how um, um, they were saying he don't really follow that much. Yeah. And he was like, well, they don't throw to me, right? He said, so for us to get him more involved, we started having him blitzing, having him playing in, in a slot, having him playing outside. He was playing everywhere. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. We want our best, well, we want our second best defensive player around mm-hmm. the ball. He gets he, he, he gets turnovers from picks. He strips you. He tackles. Like, he does everything. So X-Man does corner. all that, too. I don't see. I don't see him tackling and blitzing and all that. I don't see none of that. He'll, he'll, do no, you know why? You know why? Because he takes X-Men, away the number X-Men, one X-Men, receiver. But wait, he is nice though. So I'm not going to take nothing away from him. I just think when I look at a dude like Jalen Ramsey, he's everywhere on the field, bro. He, he makes his presence known. That Super Bowl, he got kind of exposed. So how? I mean, bro. See, this. You know what the thing is? When you're such a good player, right? I'll have. I always have this argument with um with a couple players when I was with the Bucks. We were talking about um, um, um uh, it was the um Devin White and we yeah. were talking about Kamara, right? And I was like, "Yo, at, at the best, if we're both the best, I'm gonna beat you. You gonna beat me? It can't be you just beating me the whole game." Yeah, I get you saying that. You see what I'm saying? Yo, yeah. Patrick Wills was a super dog. He's probably the best defensive player I played against as a linebacker. Yeah. He got me. I got him. That's what the best is supposed to do against each other. Yeah. When I watch Jalen Ramsey, he he usually dominates. But okay. Jamar Chase got with him. That happens. This is elite yeah. level. Like Jamar Chase is the real deal. He's the best rookie I've ever seen. Yeah, you're right. About receiver. That. So come on, so well, give, give me some stuff. What about like, Randy Moss rookie year? Randy Moss is a freaking <laughs> he's, <laughs> that, I mean, he's like he's like the greatest. You know what I mean? Well, I'm yeah. saying my eyes watching, he's the best rookie I've ever seen. I don't yeah. that's just me. What I seen. No, nah, he nice. He nice. I, I get what you're saying there. I'm I'm just saying, like, I think 
when you're asked to, to take away the number one guy, knowing that, you know, if they feel like your receivers are true number one, they're going to, you know, feed him the ball. You're taking away half the field. Like, that, that bro, that takes, like, years away from your career, right? Um, we saw Revis do it. We saw we saw the, the list of guys that he take, you know, strapped up and took out. And, you know, we had you guys had Asante Samuels on. He was like, he don't take the ball away enough. And I'm like, bro, they don't throw it to Revis to take the ball away. That's what I'm, come on, man. Like, like <laughs> a million people hit me up about that, that uh, episode. And yeah. for you to think that Darrell Revis ain't great because he don't get no picks. It's mind blowing. I love I love Zon. You know he went to UCF, but me and him have argued Zon, about Zon's that. A beast. Yeah, no. me and him have argued about that Revis discussion multiple times. <laughs> like, but yeah, so that's like, that's on, that's man. my like, argument with X Man. That's my argument with X Man. Like, like he'll take the ball away, but he's still taking away the number one guy, right? And honestly, we talked about this before too, Shady. Like, nobody can stop Tyreek Hill. I think he's had the best game against Tyreek out of every other corner in this league. What you mean? Listen, bro. This is my thing, though. Like, if I'm so dominant, right? And this is my question. Yeah. Will I keep throwing at you? Like, but teams don't throw at him because they got Byron Jones on the other side. They throw at him. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. So that's that's why I still got him as my number one guy. I don't want to argue about it because I I do think that um, X Man is super nice. So it's hard to really go against him because I like his game. But I just say that we talking about the, the most dominant corner right now. That does everything. It's got to be Jalen Ramsey, bro. Uh, we gonna have to. Agree and, and, to and then it's a dude in Buff. It's a dude in Buffalo. Tre'Davious is nice. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's a dude in Buffalo that gets busy on offense. Diggs, he gets busy oh, on offense. Yeah. I, do X Men be guarding him all the time? He do, except for when they put him in the slot. And even sometimes then he still guards him. Um, okay. So, well, I'm, I mean, I'm watching this year. I'm watching, uh, watching. Yeah, please do. I'm watching too. So, Auntie, hey, who do you think is the most important piece? And, 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 Auntie, you should always agree with me because I'd be right like 96 per time. I just, I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying to get a word in. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to you, Auntie. Who do you think is the most important piece on this team? Uh, whether it's you know coach, uh, position group, player, for them to actually have success and, and maybe repeat this year. I already said it. It's 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 Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay. Is if mm. they can if they can provide the leadership, you know I think they have the talent. I do agree with with um, nephew about Bobby Wagner. You know you can have a great, amazing defensive line, right? And I mean look at the Steelers, amazing defensive line, and our linebackers are trash. And so <laughs> we last in the league and and run defense. And so you know you you play a team like San Fran and and you get gashed up the middle because because you don't have any. Uh, great linebackers and so i think bobby wagner is going to bring bring some some swag there but you know at the end of the day you know can can they handle the pressure like i said it's it's always harder to repeat than it is to to get that first one and so you know what kind of leadership you know will will sean mcveigh bring and which i think he will and matthew stafford and so i think that's ultimately what's gonna you know because players are gonna play period i mean you're the you're the best in the world you're considered the best in the world you're coming to play um it's how you're being led so that's what I think. Thanks for letting me talk. I got you, Auntie. Let's go ahead and push this conversation forward. John Wall says he dealt with suicidal thoughts the past two years now. Clippers John Wall has spoke publicly about the struggles he's faced in recent years. Wall spoke of having suicide thoughts in an interview at a Salvation Army event hosted by his organization. Take a listen to what John Wall had to say about what he's dealt with the last two years. What have the last two, two and a half years been like for you? Uh, darkest place I've ever been in. You know what I mean, at one point in time, I thought about committing suicide. You know what I mean, just tearing my Achilles, uh, my mom being sick, my mom passing, my grandma passing a year later. All this in the midst of COVID at the same time. 
Uh, me going to the chemotherapy and sitting there, uh, me seeing my mom take her last breath, wearing the same clothes, but the three days straight laying on the couch beside her, you know what I mean? Like, all those sacrifices and not having a great support family behind me, my team, the mother of my kids has been great, my two boys is my motivation for me. So, like, looking at all that, and I'm like, if I can get through this, I can get through anything in life. And I, and I don't like to brag about it, because, like, everybody goes through something, you know? We all went through tough times, nobody got it easy. But I don't think a lot of people could get through what I went through. And uh, to me, to be back on top where I want to be and uh, see the fans still want me to play, having support from my hometown, just support period means a lot. And uh, there's a time where I had to go find a therapist. You know, a lot of people think, I don't need help. I can get through it at any time. But you got to be true to yourself and find out what's best for you. And I did that. Let's try to say to him a quick, uh, quick answer right here. Why, you know, for, for two to three years, John Wall was beat up by the media, you know, different reporters. Why do we have to hear about something like this going on in the athletes' athletes' light to almost humanize them? I mean, we're, we're, we are human. We are human. Like, yeah, he lost his he lost his mom, right? He lost his grandma, and then um, he tears Achilles. You know, we use sports to kind of cope with everything, right? To get us over everything, and then boom, and then boom, they take it away, and he tears his Achilles. So now he can't even play. So I, I can understand that, man. And I, yeah. I pray for players like him and other players that go through things. Yeah, for sure. Auntie, quick answer. Like, again, he was beat up by the media. I mean, why does a player have to essentially have to come out and say he was dealing with this for, you know, people to almost treat him like a human? I don't even think the the focus should be on the fact that he thought about suicide. You know, I think that and that's the media. Like we focus on that. Oh, my God, this is this professional athlete who's who's contemplated suicide. And, and you know, a lot of professional athletes have that they don't understand the pressure that professional athletes are under. But I think most of the the attention should be on the fact that he was strong enough to get through it. Mm. And, and we don't talk about that. We don't talk about the good. We only talk about the bad. And 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 so, you know, I, I just commend him for getting through it. That's tough. Right. You know, I've lost my mom. You know, I've had cancer and, and you know, I've, I've been, have it. I've had those thoughts. And, and it's about whether you can get through them despite what everything is going on. And, and hopefully he can come back and, and be the player he was. And, and um, I'm rooting for him. Yeah, definitely. It takes a different type of strength to, to come out and admit that you're going through something. But then, like you said, Auntie, to also get through it and fight through that adversity. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete Tonight weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Sirius XM channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. Sirius XM podcasts. Treat dad to the good stuff at Nordstrom Rack and save big. Father's Day is Sunday, June 16th, and Nordstrom Rack's got gifts Dad will love, up to 60% off. Shirts, activewear, watches, cologne, denim, and more. Find amazing deals on Tommy Bahama, Cole Haan, Original Penguin, and Vince. Great brands, great prices. So get to your Nordstrom Rack store now and make Dad's Day with gifts up to 60% off. 
Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.